All right. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, you know, there are no limitations on what God can do for your life, right? If God wants to break the realms of possibility, right, and give you a dream that shows you exactly where an asset is going, well, that's what he's going to do. He makes the rules, right? He breaks the rules. He's the Lord of the rules. He's the Lord of the storm. That's who God is, right? God gets to do, right? His will is sovereign. He gets to do what he wants to do. And reality obeys his will. And so this is the, the parable of the, the apostles in Christ Jesus out on the boat. Yeah, there's a storm, right? Sometimes changing in our lives. It can feel like a storm. But when Jesus Christ says, that's enough, right? I've put my servant in the refiner's fire for just long enough, he's ready to come out for a bit, right? Well, that's what happens. Jesus Christ stands up in the boat of existence, rebukes the wind and the waters, and boom, there's abundant peace or calmness, whatever, right? And uh, I'm going through the book of Matthew translating, um, uh, right, the book of Matthew and Oh, it is so cool. It is so cool when you are um, going through and you're finding content that uh, the King James scholars, they missed. And so, right, there is a little more content. And right today, we just have, uh, we, the technology and uh, right knowledge has sort of advanced. Right, every 500 years, you might want to retranslate the Bible. Uh, just to make sure that people haven't been fiddling with it, right? And, right, and, yeah, you know, technology, technological advances, right, the pool of knowledge on the Internet uh, that was not available during the days of King James, right? It's pretty useful when you're uh, translating the Bible. And so, right, back to the glories and wonders of God, right? It's really easy, and I know this has happened. This is happening currently in my life for me. I have been focusing way too much on this world, right? If you look at this world, you can look at all the negativity, all the downpouring, right? All the things that you really shouldn't be looking at instead and take your eyes off God, right? Don't take your eyes off God, right? The divine is incredible. Keep your eyes fixated on the Lord God of Israel and your life will be bright. Your whole spirit will be filled with light. You will be being led by an omnipotent, powerful, uh, incredibly powerful, who knows, om omnipotent being, right? And when you have that working with you in life, right, and you're lost, you may not know where to go, you may be out stumbling in the darkness, feeling, see seeking for direction, seeking for purpose when God shows up himself and says, go this way. I'll lead you. I'll walk with you. I'll get you there. I'm the Lord God of Israel. There's nothing in all creation that can hold back my hand. There's nothing in all creation that can stop me. Well, that's who God is. That's who God has been from the dawn of existence, right? And so when God speaks, right, and he tells you to say something, here's the thing, right? One time in my life, about one time in my life. Uh, maybe, okay, maybe, okay, more than one. Let's be real. Um, God has told me to speak, right? And, okay, this was, this was pre-corona. And he was telling me to speak, and I was so angry, 
right? I was in front of this large crowd. I was so angry. I was sort of, you know, oh, I don't want to get, uh, <laughs> make this situation worse. I didn't say what God was telling me to say, but I bet you, right, he was telling me to say something that if I had said it right, it would have been pretty awesome. And this is how it works as a follower of God, as a servant of God, right? If you, in the situation similar to that, speak, right, God will give you the words uh, so that you will speak something incredible, right? And you will get that glory. Uh, you will share in God's glory, right? We get to share in God's glory. We are co-laborers with God, right? And that is why so many people surrender themselves to God. When you realize, right, uh, maybe I'm not perfect, but I can surrender my life. I can lay down my ways and surrender them into the hands of perfection, into the hands of something incredible, into the hands of God, right? And God, God will get you there. God will get you where you're going, right? Uh, and if, if you look, right, the common theology, the common what mankind utters, what comes out of the mouths of mankind, it pretty much lines up with the Bible. Um, when they're speaking in uh, calm, bright states, right? And when they're speaking in, uh, you know, furious, dark states, right? Well, they're speaking in alignment with the wrath of God, right? Uh, hey, no, I'm not go doing good. Well, are you following the ways of God in your life? Are you walking with God or are you walking away from God, right? And, I mean... Yeah, so uh, understanding that, right, uh, this is what God is offering to us. He's offering us not just uh, a, a life like everyone else. He's offering us the creme de la creme, right? He's offering us the first fruits, the best fruits, right? And see, we bring God our first fruits and he brings us his well, silver lining moments, right? They're not the uh, always the best God can do, right? God has uh, rules, right, that he's set in place. But there will, they will be miracles, right? And they are silver lining moments where you speak in front of a crowd, and then nine months later, it comes to pass. And you're like, hmm, there was about a one in a million chance that that was going to come true. But lo and behold, that one in a million God, that one in a million God, well, that's who I serve. And good news, he's, he's still here. He's not stopping, right? He hasn't given up. He's still with you. He's still walking with you. He's still leading you day in and day out. Though your faith may be being tested, right? Your faith may be being shaken, right? He's just shaking that faith. He's just putting your faith in that refiner's flame so that he can grow that flame into that unquenchable fire that exists in the crystal kingdoms of heaven and God above. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about Christianity, right? You see, when Moses came to the Red Sea, Moses had known. Right? God had put Moses through enough trials, through enough hardships, through enough fear, through enough doubt, through enough terror, moments of sheer terror. So that when Moses came to that Red Sea, right, and the, the Egyptian army was about to obliterate the 
uh, Israelites, Moses says, hey, don't, guys, don't worry. God's got it. Don't worry. Today, God's going to deliver you. Don't worry about those Egyptians who want to uh, harm you, right? Those Egyptians you see today, you will not see them again. And so understanding what God is offering, right? It's beyond what is considered by mankind human beings to be real. Uh, and uh, interesting, well, interestingly enough, right? Uh, in the Greek language, though, sometimes there'll be compounded words. Sometimes there'll be four words five words in one single word and uh, some authors they just translate that word as they summarize the word so uh, if you see right sometimes it, there will be loss massive loss of content uh, translated from from uh, from one one language to the next right but uh, yeah Praise the Lord, hallelujah, man. God is good. When you surrender your life to God, right, it may not be uh, exactly what you thought it would be, but it will be pretty awesome. There will be uh, blessings. There will be miracles, right? That is who God is. He's an overcomer, right? The, like, I, like I always say, the, the miracles that God needs to produce to get you where you're going, don't worry, God's already lined those up. So they'll take place, right? But the faith, the faith is we, our part is we keep going. We stay bright. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. We stay bright. We keep our inner lights shining in the world. While other people, they may want to focus on darkness. They want, they want to focus on negativity. They may want to focus on all the troubles in the world. Christians, we're out there solving the problems while we're stay, staying light, while we're staying bright, while we're putting our best foot forward keeping our faith in a state of positivity as opposed to letting the darkness sort of weigh us down. Understanding that is what separates uh, just Christians from uh, the herd, right? Christians, we're not supposed to be <coughs> following the herd, right? We're not doing what members of mankind display. We're not pursuing it. We're not even letting it become a desire within ourselves, right? You may see, do not envy wicked men, right? I once saw a wicked man prospering, but I looked away for a moment and I looked back and he was gone, right? Uh, I could tell you a story about a friend of mine. Uh, well, he wasn't, he's was an acquaintance of mine when I was much younger, uh, that a story like that happened, right? Engaging in wickedness and he went missing, right? Uh, there is extreme wisdom contained within the pages of the Bible, right? If you apply it to your life. See, wisdom is reading the Bible. Knowledge, sorry. Knowledge is reading the Bible. Wisdom is applying the Bible to your life, 
right? You cannot walk with God without taking the action of walking, right? And the action of walking is applying the ways of God, walking with God in your life to your life, right? We are applying what the Bible says to our lives so that we can receive the divine blessing, so that we can become the anointed of God, so that we can seek first the kingdom of righteousness and have all things added to us, right? So that we can become that city standing atop a mountain that cannot be hidden, right? God is offering you miracles. He's offering you a life of incredible moments. He's offering you something greater than all existence, all creation. Not all existence, but all creation, right? All well, the material, right? In life, you may find, you know, you say, well, what do I, what do I seek? Do I seek a business? Do I seek a knowledge? Do I seek uh, love? Do, what do I seek, right? Well, you can have all that's good within God's covenant, within God's table, but you got to lay down what that which is not good. <laughs> and so understanding that is the beginning of faith, right? Understanding that God is incredible he's always with you right even when you don't believe it right and so while this is uh positive news for the believers right man my face down i'm shaking right now i'm shook right man i had a moment that sort of is is making me not believe in god making me wonder if god really exists but don't worry god's there he exists right he may pull his hand back sometimes to test his servants and see who's really loyal, right? Hey, I'm going to put you through this trial to see if you turn away from me and walk into the hands of something quite different, right? But lo and behold, God is always there. And this is extremely good news for the believers, right? Those who are chosen of God, right? Even when you're down in your faith, you don't believe, he's still there. He's still with you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. But in sharp contrast to this, uh, it also means that all those non-believers, they're in a whole lot of trouble, right? And so uh, they choose, right? They look at something other than God. They say, oh, I want finance. Well, you can have finance. Go. That's the table of finance, bad news, that's over in the table of the devil, right? You cannot worship finance and enter the kingdom of heaven. That doesn't mean you can't be extremely wealthy and enter into the kingdom of heaven, right? It just means, right, you'll be keeping your covenant with your wealth, with your extreme wealth, right? All that's required, well, Bible says, right, there's the 10%, but it also says one other thing, right? Uh, it says you have to love the voice of God. If you love my voice, you will be my people. You will be my treasured possession above all the nations, above all the peoples of all the earth. I will not abhor you. Right? And so understanding that it's okay to, to be successful. It's okay to be happy. Very, very happy. You will have joy and joy to the full. So if your Christianity right, isn't producing that joy and joy to the full, then there's something off in your interpretation of the Bible. You're not practicing, you're not putting it into practice in your life accurately, right? And so for some of us, this may mean loosening up, getting out, 
uh, acting a little foolish, having some fun, right? And uh, understanding that's very, very important, right? Understanding that God wants you to have a good, happy life, that he's leading you to an incredible life of silver linings. Well, that's what God's talking about. That's what he's offering, right? It's a God of light. He's a God of love. And someone who loves you is going to be leading you to that life that you yourselves will love, right? And uh, and there is a cost, right? Not for all the kingdoms of all the earth will I surrender my righteousness. And that is, it's mandatory, right? Not perfection, right? Oh, I messed up one time, I made a bad mistake. Okay. But where your heart is drawn right there, your treasure will be also. Right, and so when God is leading you, He's also testing the metal. He's also seeing what kind of person you are, what choices you will make in your life, and where you will choose with the free will that God has given you. Right, and so if you can't uh, get those impurities out, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Right, you can't stare at the dirt. You can't stare at the earth and say, this is what I want over God, and think God's going to let you into heaven. That's just not how it works, right? It, when you reach that state of righteousness, it's a letting go of the earth, right? You're realizing that, yeah, God's real. Yeah, God, God has proven this time and time again. The word of God cannot be stopped by anything in all existence. Understand that? Christ Jesus cannot be stopped by anything in all existence. And so when you start opposing the servants of the Lord, when you start walking contrast to God, you know exactly what's going to happen. Just like all the villains of the Bible, they are defeated and overcome, each and every one of them, including the devil, right? The ultimate evil, well, God takes care of it. God's got it. No problem. He made it, right? The creator is not greater Sorry, the creation is not greater than the creator. God created all things, and therefore God's will is sovereign over all existence. When you oppose the servants of the Lord, get ready to be put in that fire as a result of it. When you walk away from God, when you walk away from God's ways, get ready to be put in that fire The fire of suffering, right? The fire of harrowing, the, the refiner's flame. He's always trying to refine us, right? But discipline is love. Punishment, maybe not so much, if you get the minute differences, right? Discipline is done out of love. Punishment is maybe done out of uh, wrath or something like that, anger, etc. And understanding the the minute differences, it's 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 important sometimes, right? Uh, Right, again, what you will see is uh, many people, they've got their covenants, right? They've interpreted the Bible. They say, I'm holding on to this interpretation, but they're not happy. They're not, it's not developing the Bible, the, the ways of God isn't developing their life accurately. They haven't sought out the knowledge. They haven't sought out the wisdom. They haven't laid down their ways and surrendered them, uh, getting them out of their body Right, getting getting the ways of mankind and sin out of our bodies so that we can be filled up by the presence, by the ways of God. 
this is what we're talking about as, as Christians, right? Uh, and anyone who is pointing you to anything other than that is pointing you away from God, right? God's ways are uh, supreme, right? God's will is sovereign. His ways are sovereign over everything in existence, right? So if you take the ways of the Bible and you apply them to your life, your life will start becoming something incredible. Now, it takes time, right? We don't just uh, go to sleep a heathen and then wake up a, a reformed Christian, a perfect reformed Christian, right? We're developing uh, merits, virtues like loving, being very loving, be, being very caring, being genuine, being truthful, honest, not sinning. That's a tough one, right? You'll battle your whole life. We, we all will battle our whole lives, and it's a struggle sometimes, right? You want something you know God doesn't want for you. And, you know, then you go, <laughs> you, you uh, put those uh, black sheep clothes on and you go and do it and you get the discipline and you're like, man, God, I'm so glad for your grace because please take me back to the sheep pen that was the pits that sucked. It was a horrible time of my life. Thank you for your discipline, right? And so understanding what God's into, what God's all about, and getting yourself, uh, getting your focus in your life, within your temple, focus pinpointed on God, that's what Christianity is all about, right? And when that starts happening, things start, things start changing. If you want the miraculous, you want the spiritual gifts, well, surrender the world and God will give them to you. If you want the incredible, all you have to do is let go of the temporary, right? The world, the dust, the finance, the the lust, the greed, the the wrathfulness, the hatred, the bitterness, let it all go. All those emotions that you would put on the negative side, let's say you're doing a, a chart of virtues or merits or characteristics of yourself. You say, well, I'm pretty kind, but I'm also pretty wrathful. Well, got to get the wrath out. I'm pretty generous, but I'm also pretty vicious. I'm pretty... I'm pretty rude. Oh, well, got to get those out. You got to get the bitterness out. Got to get all that junk out of your temple so that you can soar on the wings of eagles into the kingdom of heaven and walk with God as Adam did in the Garden of Eden into immortality, everlasting life, that wellspring that wells up within us into the kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven, right? And uh, uh, just so you guys know, uh, the progress of the Bible, I'm about... Four months on the book of Matthew. It is extremely slow uh, translation, extremely slow translation process, extremely, you know, I, I consult lots and lots of sources prior to uh, going through a chapter, go real slow with it, and uh, I'm about after four months, right, and I'll, I am speeding up uh, just recently a lot, but uh, I'm on chapter nine after four months, right? And so it'll take, it'll take a long time, and, uh, but it will be, I want it to be the most accurate version of the Bible out there. And when you, uh, when God's leading you, right, you're going to be doing, you're going to be producing what God wants you to produce. Uh, why did I start uh, working on a version of the Bible? I never, I've never thought about writing a, a religious book in my life, but 
Uh, one day I was walking through a park in the middle of a city uh, and this lady, she stops, she prays over me, she says, you're going to write a version of the Bible. And lo and behold, about after, about a year, about, about a year after that, uh, I started working on, on the Disciples of Christ version of the Bible. But uh, when you understand the miraculous, right, you understand that God's in control. He's the captain of the ship, right? He's the admiral. He directs you where to go. He'll lead you. He'll give you that purpose, right? There's not much else out there. There's, right, there's that song that says, the things of the earth will go grow strangely dim, right? Well, that's what God's, God will do to your life. You'll start focusing on the kingdom of God, knowing it, that it's the most important thing, right? doesn't mean God won't be blessing you as he did King David, right? You, you, well, you can have a kingdom, right? The kingdom of heaven as well as a kingdom of your own on earth. No problem. No problem. That's small pittance for God, right? Ask for the nations as your inheritance, and I'll give them to you, right? With God, all things are possible, right? But here's the thing, right? When you're making these tall orders to God, <laughs> be careful what you wish for, right? Because if you're asking for a nation, well, guess what? You're going to be running that nation, right? And what does that entail? It entails 100 hours of work each week, every week for the rest of your life, and a whole lot of responsibilities. It entails the strength of will to make a mistake in which people suffer and keep going, right? And understanding in, uh, uh, in what I'm speaking about when I'm talking about people suffering, when you're managing a nation, right? It gets real, un it's not very fun. It's not a very enjoyable thing, right? It's maybe something you just wanna, you say, hey, that's not the job for me, guys. I'm going to be an ice cream shop owner. I'm going to sell, sell scoops of ice, ice cream. I'm going to make a whole lot of people really happy. That's, that's what I want to do in my life, right? And that's your choice, right? Your choice, right? God will be leading you to your purpose, right? Your destiny. And uh, who knows, right? It, it's God's choice, right? God has set a purpose for your life. It's your choice to answer that call or not, right? God knows where you'll be happy. God knows where he's leading you. And so, uh, you know, endless blessings and praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for all those spiritual gifts and blessings that he has rained down upon our life. Hallelujah. Our lives. Hallelujah. Right? That's who God is. Right? And if you guys uh, want to check check it, right, the video is uh, the RNTX Prophecy or the word of God. It's on my YouTube channel. Uh, that's the prophecy that came true today, right? I only took God nine months. Uh, I can't tell you, you know, there is this multimillionaire hedge fund manager uh, named uh, Sir John Templeton. And in his book, The Templeton Plan, he's, he's a very Christian guy. And uh, he's very spiritual. He's very, he's very connected to God. He's a lover of God. And he says, right, yeah, well, I'm putting in the work, all that, right? That's great. But here's the thing. There's something guiding me. I couldn't tell you what it is guiding me, leading me, telling me what to do. But in the middle of the night, if I have a, a bad asset in my portfolio, it'll wake me up 
and have me sort it out, have me pull it out, right? He does not allow his servants to err. God does not allow his servants to err. <laughs> and, um, you know, at some points in life, right, these uh, sort of grandiose promises of God, right, ask for the nations and I'll make them an inheritance. They may seem out far out of reach. They may seem uh, like maybe God's not going to do it. But when you put together the verses, I will not yield my, he will not yield his glory to another, right? The word of the Lord God of Israel goes out, does not go out and return void, right? That's what God's talking about. He's not leading you to some uh, life as a shepherd boy. He's leading you to a kingdom of your own. He's leading you uh, to a divine kingdom and a kingdom of your own, right? Ask for the nations and I shall make them your inheritance. He will not yield his glory to another. Now, here's the thing, right? God is going to keep pressing you towards your calling, towards your... <clears throat> towards your purpose in life, right? But, and it's incredibly hard. You have to keep telling God, no, I'm not going to do it your whole life, your whole life. And God is going to keep pushing you towards it. He's going to keep leading you towards it. But ultimately, it is up to you to decide to go and answer the call of God or not. We have been given the crown of creation. We have been gifted with free will. The will, the gift to disobey God himself, right? And that doesn't mean, right, there isn't a discipline. But it does mean, right, if you are set yourself against a decision in your life, you say, I know God wants me to go there, but no way I'm going to go there. I'm not going to do that no matter what. Then, yes, right, you can delay and block God's uh, will for your life. That doesn't mean, right, but you have to, you have to be battling your, right? Your purpose will be calling you to where God wants you to go. You have to be denying your purpose. It's not really going to feel good. It's not going to be right. You're going to feel totally miserable. You're going to be out of alignment. But right, if you keep walking away from God, right? If you keep telling God, no, if you keep telling God, I want something else. If you keep telling God, yeah, you're second in my life, all that greatness, all that glory that the prophets and all the men of the Bible and all the women of the Bible were gifted with. I don't want any of that. You keep telling God that, and eventually you might just mess up your life, right? Now, God can make beauty from ashes, right? You bring him your ashes. You bring him your nothing. You say, God, I'm nothing. I've destroyed my life. I've messed up my life. You bring him that nothingness, and he will bring you into a point of abundance. That is who God is. It is what he is capable of. And the only problem with that is that mankind being flawed and fallible, sometimes we doubt God. We fail to step out of that boat onto the waters of impossibility where God has his feet up on the earth, his footstool, saying, What? There's nothing impossible for me. I don't understand what that word means. I'm the Lord God of Israel. I don't know impossible. I'm the God of possible. One in a million, no problem. I'm the God of one in a billion, right? That's who God is. He can get you there. He can do it, and he will do it. He wants to do it. 
for you. That's love. I can lead you to that miraculous place. I can lead you into the kingdom of heaven here on earth and immortality, right? But you got to follow. You got to choose where you're going to go in life and walk with God, i.e., that means if you're going towards a, you know, becoming a doctor and God says, hey, actually, buddy, I don't want you to go become a doctor. I want you to go become a missionary, right? Uh, <laughs> God knows you got to trust God. You got to have that faith. That mustard seed of faith is a requirement. You keep going. You keep walking. You never give up, right? You don't let the, I'm not going to make it come in. You let the God is the God of dreams. He's the God of the impossible come in. And you keep the, I'm not going to make it out. Negativity is a form of faithlessness. You are lacking faith that God is able to part the Red Seas for you and lead you out of captivity and slavery into the land of milk and honey. Right. Now, between the uh, freeing, becoming, being set free, Right, the Israelites, God's people, they have to go through that storm, the desert. But once they get through that storm, the desert, they walk on dry land, right? The waters of the Jordan River part and they cross through on dry land into that land of milk and honey where there is peace and peace and abundance. It is the storm that Jesus Christ stands up and rebukes the wind and the waves that leads into that abundant peace, right? That's what God's talking about. Knowing that you're saved. Knowing, having the faith that you're saved. Knowing that, hey, I'm not going to do any of those bad, incredibly heinous sins that God might not forgive, such as murder, right? I'm not going to do anything like that. And because I'm not going to do anything like that, I know that I'm saved. I know that I'm redeemed. I know that God is with me. I know that I am immortal that God is going to get me there that he will not yield his glory to another that never will he leave me never will he forsake me that he is a God of love and goodness and light and he is leading me to a life of love and goodness and life right a life of love and goodness and light and if he's got to part the Jordan River so that I can walk through into the land of milk and honey on dry land well, that's exactly what God is going to do for you. Because that's who God is. He's the God of the impossible. If he wants to send you a dream that shows you the future, and then nine months later, that future comes to pass, well, no problem. That's just who God is. He's the God of the impossible, right? And I invite you to look at the, uh, to look at the video. Uh, it's the RNTX prophecy, or... Uh, listed under my YouTube channel as the Word of God. But lo and behold, God spoke. Nine months later, it came to pass. That's how God works, right? He's leading you to good. He's not tricking you or anything like that. So you got to get those faithless, uh, nonsensical thoughts out so that you can make room for the good, the love, the light, the miraculous, right, in your life. And that's what God's offering you. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Right, I'm going to get back to uh, the, working on the book of Matthew. Uh, blessings on you all. Don't ever forget how much God loves each and every one of you. And have a great rest of your day.